0: This is the M-Zone. Dan, welcome back to the M-Zone. Matty Boom Boom Leach moving over to the captain's chair for our guy, Jamie Morris. Matt, the hit man, Mizzler. Best guy in the Bizzler on the ones and twos, and he's going to be the one. Taking your phone calls at 734-998-1050. One more time, 734-998-1050. Question of the day. Got a few of them that we're going to throw at you. First one, as Jamie touched on a little bit earlier here, very sad news come across the timeline here today, losing Craig Rowe, former Michigan Wolverine, a linebacker defensive end who played here at the University of Michigan, 2009 to 2012, uh, only 33 years old. Only 33 years old lost an 18-month battle with colon cancer. So very sad. Uh, a guy so young, uh, a Michigan player where I mentioned that the, the years don't get thought of very fondly because they were not our greatest here at the University of Michigan. But I also argue the guys that, that continued to fight, that continued to give everything that they got, even when things weren't at their best, those are some of the very best Michigan men in Michigan women that you can find and Craig I think is certainly an example of that I had a, a great relationship he he him and Taylor Lawan went to the same high school as some of my family out in Arizona and I've known them since those days uh an incredible incredible young man came in was a an all big 10 freshman uh his freshman year and even though it wasn't our greatest year I I had some great memories from that season uh, there was a big win over Notre Dame. Tate Fortier, I think a lot of people remember that one, that one play on fourth, and I think it was fourth and one. I know it was on a fourth down where he uh, was running. That defensive end looked like he had him eating up. Puts that foot on the ground, turns it upfield, ends up running. I think it was 30, 35 yards for, for the touchdown. Incredible win over Notre Dame. Greg Matthews caught the, the game-winning touchdown the left corner of that South end zone. Great game. Absolutely incredible. I I remember it so vividly. I was still working for the athletic department at the time. That was one. And then even the, the Indiana game that year, which was, these were two of our, I believe our five wins that we had total that year, Ms. Uh, But the Indiana win, I happened to be in the corner of the end zone uh, working. Like I said, working for the athletic department, I was able to get, uh, there were some extra passes that day. Was able to get my brother and some of our friends down on the field. Martavius Odoms, another guy who a lot of Michigan fans, unless you were really true blue, do you remember that name? Game winning touchdown, corner of the end zone. He ran. He ran right into us. He, he, we just happened to be there. Nobody got hurt or anything like that. But we all got to jump up and down and, and celebrate. So those, that's the 09 year. Those were some of my favorite memories from when, when he was around and when he was playing that 2011 season. We, we know that that's one where most of the great memories from when Craig was playing took place. A, a win over Ohio State, a, a Sugar Bowl win over Virginia Tech. Uh, Miz, for me, I was lucky enough. I got to be in that, that locker room after the Ohio State win. Something that will stick with me. The only time I can, I can say that, something that very few people have ever experienced in their lifetime, something I'll never forget so these are these are the memories that come flooding back to me when I think about the time that Craig Rowe spent here and in the time that he played here at Michigan and just such an unsung unsung hero uh, I think a lot of people were shocked when they saw when Sharon Moore uh, said his condolences on X or Twitter whatever you call it here these days right career leader and starts here at the University of Michigan and that is one of the, the most under-talked-about records here at Michigan. We know Mike Barrett just broke the record for most most games played here at the University of Michigan. But most games started. And, and Miz, this is one where, hey, I take a, you know, a lot of people were talking about JJ and his records that he was breaking here this year and uh, his winning percentage as a quarterback, things like that. I, I continue to remind people he was still, I think, nine, 9, 10, 11 wins short. I think Ricky had 38. He was 11 wins short of of Ricky for the, the most wins as a starting quarterback. And I, I bring up, you know, I have a lot of pride in the, the records that my father set. Jamie, I know, has a lot of pride in the records that he set. But one record that every Michigan man, no matter how long you played here, how many years, how much of a contributor you were, to start for fifty-one straight games. That that's an Ironman. To not be hurt, to not be dinged up, which he certainly was throughout those times. But to to be hurt, to never be so hurt that he that he had to miss a game, that he had to miss a start. And there were some ups and downs, some good games, some bad games, some good teams, some bad teams that he played on. But no matter what. He was out there for the maize and blue. And when you hear like Brandon Graham, some of the other guys that he played with that we know are great players. When you hear them talk about Craig and the way that he approached the game, ah, just, just absolutely incredible. And and Miz, we, we like to joke that we're the young guys on the block here on the M zone. Jamie, he's the old guy, John Borton, the book who we had on a little bit earlier. We give Philly E with his rotary phone a hard time. 33 years old he he has a a a wonder seems like a wonderful wife leaves a a young child behind Mm -hmm. but but miz man 33 years old and and passes away of colon cancer it just it it makes you open your eyes a little bit thinking because what i think 40 is when they first even start screening and testing for that so you know people around here and especially us in the radio industry, we know Jamie Samuelson, who is somebody else who was lost way too soon to colon cancer. It, it just, oh, it makes you take a deep breath, makes you take a step back, Miz, makes you realize how lucky we are to to still be here, to still be to be breathing, to be blessed, to be living. And it just oh man, it makes you feel so sad. I can't believe that this guy is you know Miz. He's he's younger than me, and I I feel pretty young at heart, and I know you do too. And I know we complain, oh we're getting up there, my knees, my back, my my this, my that. But hey, man, we we still feel pretty good out here for being you know thirty seven. Oh, you know, getting close to that that forty, but thirty three years old, just absolutely gone too soon. You know, a guy like I said, going back was a, a big time. I believe a four star prospect when he came out of Chaparral high school out there in Scottsdale, Arizona. Like I said, all big 10 player was an academic, all big 10, uh, participant in 2000. I believe it was his junior year, 2011 second team, all big 10, and then went up to Canada, uh, and played for a few years, played for the BC lions, the Winnipeg blue bombers for 2018 and 2019, where he won a gray cup, their Super Bowl up there in 2019 and then two more years he played for the Toronto Argonauts. So an, again, a guy that had almost not quite a decade long career but kept playing football for a long time which I also say, we know how many athletes go pro is not very many. 1 or 2% at most of yeah. college athletes will go pro and he carved out a nice little living for himself playing up there in Canada. So you know, give him credit. So as I'm going on and on, which, you know, part of it for me, like I said, I, I did know him personally. He's he's right about our age. He was just behind me here in school. So I want to know what, what are some of your memories, some of the great memories that come to mind for you in that time? Because like I said, I we, we've we talked about the, the tough times that were Michigan football and the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era. He played for both of those coaches. And even though there weren't a ton of bright spots, there were certainly many. I mentioned a few from his freshman year that are great, great memories of, of great games for me. So I want to know when you think back to that time, what's, what's your favorite memory? Because I know you've got to have a few good ones. Another one is the, no- the Notre Dame game down in South Bend. We hear mm-hmm. the, the great uh, Frank Beckman call all the time. Shoelaces, Flapping in the wind, one of my favorite games I've ever attended, Miz. I've been very fortunate to attend a lot of great Michigan victories. I've been at some Michigan losses, some heartbreaking losses, some good ones, some bad ones. That's it's one of my favorite games that I had ever been to. It was so close. We had so many back and forth games, even though those Michigan-Notre Dame teams weren't the all-time great Michigan and Notre Dame teams. Those were some incredible games going back and forth. And so, like I said, I, I look back on those and and I think about them so fondly. So that's that's the first question of the day. We're going to ask, what's your favorite memory from those times, the years that Craig Rowe played here? He was here 2009 to 2012. So that, sh- hey, Miz, that Sugar Bowl win, that was another great one for me, man. That was my one and only time in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I- Not think I have ever been so drunk for a 72 hour period straight in my entire life. I had the absolute best time capping it off with a big time win over Virginia Tech down in Nolens. It was absolutely incredible. So I look back at these times, a lot of great memories for me over here. So I want to know what were some of your great memories from those times? And if you had anything about Craig Rowe that you wanted to share or say, Certainly can feel free about that. We also talked a lot about the combine here today because obviously we know we got 18 Michigan Wolverines down at the combine. And I want to know, I asked a question to John Borton. We had uh, DJ Turner was the Michigan Wolverine who last year separated himself from the rest of the pack by running a 4-2-6 40-yard dash. We had other Michigan players that were taken in the first round. Mozzie Smith. We had, we had guys that put up big numbers at the combine, but DJ Turner was the one Wolverine that everybody was talking about. Who do you think of these 18 Wolverines has the best chance to be the one guy that everybody's talking about coming out of this, this NFL combine, which starts up at least the on-the-field performances start up tomorrow. Interviews have already started today. We've heard from a lot of Michigan Wolverines. Sounds like it. I saw our guy, Nick Baumgartner, tweeted about it, Miz. Sounds like a lot of our Michigan Wolverines like this Ravens-style uh, defense that they've been playing in. Wouldn't mind going up there to Baltimore and playing for another hardball. thought that was pretty funny. So, yeah, so we've got uh, – so we want to know those, those two. And also another one, I saw Richard oh, – gosh, and I, I don't want to keep on piling on with the bad news, but actor Richard Lewis passed away who I was I was a big fan of I want to know what's what's the first thing that comes to mind for you with when you hear the actor Richard Lewis the two of them and I, I'll say the two for me Ms. The first one because I'm a huge curb your enthusiasm fan. Yeah love him and curb he is so funny he is so funny. Uh curb is the first thing and especially because that's a little bit newer but the other thing that comes to mind, Robin Hood men in tights. That was the first thing that came to mind oh. with, with him. is says Robin Hood men in tights. The, the mole that mm-hmm. that kept on moving all throughout the movie. Absolutely hilarious, Miz. Absolutely hilarious. So those are the two definitely for me. One a little bit more recent, which ah oh, thought he was so good. So good in curve. But then the the Robin Hood men in tights, man, that takes me back. Because that's what what mid. Mid nineties that they came out, probably like ninety-five or ninety-six, something like that. But yeah, man, that that's our childhood right there. The movie in general was hilarious. Him as the the villain, the king, was absolutely hilarious. And like I said, to me, the the funniest part, the mole that was always cause I've got, I'm sure you've noticed, Ms. I've got a big mole right here on the side of, you know, right above my lip on the side of my face and i remember being like oh i wonder if I, what would happen with my face how would i look if i could move my mole all around so those are <laughs> those are the two that come to mind with me so give us a call at 734-998-1050 let us know uh what are your what are your favorite memories from the time that Craig Rowe played here at the University of Michigan that 09 to 2012 season definitely a few highlights in there want to know yours cuz also miss another one that i thought of but he wasn't on the team the first year when that Rich was here, which was 08. That was my last football season that I was a student here. I graduated in 09, but that was my the 08 football season was my last year. And even though that year stunk, it was terrible. The Wisconsin win. We, we had lost early on. The world was crashing down. But Wisconsin was the top 10 team came in here. We won the game. They missed a two point convert. They almost tied the game up late. They missed a two point conversion. And another one where selfishly, I, again, I was working for Jamie in the athletic department. They missed the two point conversion. The guy next to me, they overthrow the tight end. The guy next to me, a guy named Bob Goodman, catches the football. And you can see me because I've got, we were Adidas at the time, which was the highlighter yellow Miz. Mm-hmm. I'm in this bright yellow maze polo. And I am just screaming at this tight end on SportsCenter. You can see the replay where I am just giving him the business, pointing out why college students shouldn't be on the field or shouldn't be by the court because they don't know how to control themselves and don't know how to behave in the appropriate ways. Oh boy, was I giving him the business after we? Because also again, Michigan had we had lost early. The first you know first year of Rich Rod, we we get a big win. We're down 16 at halftime. We come back have a big win over wisconsin oh yeah man i was feeling was feeling good but then i remembered craig wasn't part of the 08 team it was 2009 when he came on so that's when i remembered the great notre dame win, greg matthews with the the, the touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone the indiana win, which i'm sure i'm the only one who really cares about that indiana win but was a, a great memory that i'll still hold on here to today then, like I said, the, the the Sugar Bowl, the Notre Dame. Oh, there's now now as I'm going through them is they all come flooding back. And even though, like I said, some of those years weren't the best. Some of them were, were pretty good, but there were great memories all throughout. I'm sure a lot of people look back at Shoelace, some of those other guys that we had here on the team so fondly. So, yeah, we want to hear what, what are some of your favorite memories from that time. And then, like I said, Combine. Who's going to be the Michigan Wolverine to stand out the most or to really make a name for themselves? I've got my guy, Miz, but I want to hear who yours is first.
1: Well, I mean, I, I've always been high on, on Mike Sainer still, and I think he's you know, he got that factor that really can kind of wow a lot of people. Um, and it's it's an obviously easy one to go with, and I, I kind of want to go away from that and try to find a guy that I think has the good potential to step out into his own and really prove that he is what he's worth that may be an under-the-radar kind of guy. Now, he may not be like a like a DJ Turner that you know catapults himself to uh, the first round, but he could be a steal later on, maybe a day two or day three kind of guy. And I think the one guy, and he hasn't really gotten... You know, I think this year was probably the one year that he got a lot, he got a lot more playing time. But he's had a lot of guys in front of him that have really stepped up. I thought maybe he'd come back for one more year to, you know, to possibly have a breakout season like uh, some of his predecessors before him at the edge position. I wouldn't be surprised that Braden McGregor maybe has one of those breakouts that that, that breakout combine that people are looking for. And I think a lot of it, you're you're looking, you're trying to look for a guy that can be your edge rusher. You know that that's def- definitely been a a a high focal point with a lot of teams. I know the Lions, that's what they're looking for. they with their pick at twenty nine, unless they decide to trade up, that they want to help bolster that edge spot. The question is, you know, can they find that? Uh, can they find that gem at twenty nine, or can they trade up to potentially get something higher than that? Or can they wait and see what they can get later on in the draft? And that's where I think Braden McGregor could potentially come in at. You know, I'm not saying that the Lions could be the team to pick him up, and you know, on day three or something like that. But I do think that Braden McGregor has that secret has that secret ability that he's been kind of held into for quite a while. We didn't really, I don't think, really got a you know got a chance to see him at his full potential. We got to see some glimpses this year, but I mean, when let's be honest, when when you have some guys ahead of you that have really that stepped up and that shined even brighter than than expected, it's kind of tough to remember some of the stuff that Brain did. So I think that he could be a steal. He could have that combine, that amazing combine day uh, coming up tomorrow. I believe is when he uh, when he and the uh, the rest of the edge rushers, the DEs. Uh, get a chance to flex their stuff. I wouldn't be surprised that those numbers end up coming out pretty good. So I'll take, I'm going to take Brandon McGregor in this one. Uh, And and, in terms of, uh, you know, of a, a, uh, a memory of, you know, the time when Craig was playing football and, and it's it's tough because Craig was, you know, one of those guys that again, I watching, you know, you, you really never got a chance to know who the guy was and, Whatnot, but he was a guy that was a consistent, you know, journeyman. He was, like you said, he was an Iron Man. He played, you know, every game whether he was banged up or not. He'd go out there and play. But I go back to the very first game that I ever went to. Yeah, that that just tells you something. I've been a Michigan fan watching from home, but you grew, you grow up in a household where. You know, money is definitely utilized for other things, and you think, oh, going out to Ann Arbor for a football game—that's something that's not really on the radar for 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 the Missler household. But you know, you get a little extra money to play with, and you get to play around with it. But the very first game I went to, my buddy and I went to, it was 2011, and it was the home opener. And the one guy, and the one player specifically that I remember was the guy that I still think is one of the most deadly hitters to come out of the bat out of the that secondary for Michigan and and uh and uh in Kovacs. Yep. And just the the two sacks that he laid on the Western Michigan on that Western Michigan quarterback to the point where my buddy and I were looking at each other like I want to ride the pony cuz he got hit so hard in that well, game. Yeah. But Craig was, I mean. Was that that the one that it got rained out at the end of the game? That was the the weathered out game, the lightning game. And, you know, as as much as we were upset, we couldn't see the entirety of the game because of the weather. To be able to be a part of something historic being, you know, what, the second, I think, ever Michigan game to be called by weather at that time Mm -hmm. was, you know, something to, you know, to, I guess, put a feather in the cap for. But, you know, Craig didn't have. A, a, a uh a statistical game, so to speak, but to be a part of that defense in twenty eleven that what they went eleven and two, if I'm not mistaken. They only lost twice that season. And just the impact that he had as a leader is is impressive in itself. So that, that I always remember that game in particular when I think of uh the, the era that Craig Rowe had, but again, I mean yeah, Craig was the guy that and, and his wife put it out there on socials about how he was a you know, he 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 kept a lot to himself and he wasn't a a very public kind of guy when it came to stuff like this. So when when it came out of left field to see that that Craig had passed, you know, the first person that I saw that had put something out there was uh was the hammering panda, Khalid Hill.
0: Yep.
1: And he said, you know he, he you know the usual, RIP Craig, and I just went, wait a minute, are you are you bleeping for real right now? Yep. And I had to look it up, and that's when I found out about it. I'm like, man, that's and like I said, when when it's someone that's younger than us, than you and me, and I know the average listener with the de- the demographics of sports talk, you know, shows that the demographic is a lot older than us. Yep. You know, it, it still it still hits it hits even harder when it's someone that's younger than you and me. So, you know, I I don't, I don't think that his wife, I don't know if his wife, Chelsea, you know, listens to this channel or whatnot, but you know, you know, I, I I think I, you know, I speak on behalf of you and Jamie and everyone here at WTK that our heartfelt condolences go to you, uh, your two-year-old, your two, your your two-year-old and uh, your entire family and your, and your close friends and 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 it's a very tough time. It's it's a very heartbreaking situation. But you know that, that that those are always the memories. You always want to think of the 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 positive memories when it comes to that. So that that's the one that came to mind in the Craig Rowe era of Michigan football, at the very
0: least. Yeah, and as you said, Ms. Our, our thoughts and prayers will will certainly continue to be with their family. Heck, Ms. One one thing I haven't even touched on yet: the under the lights game obviously yep. i mean that's that that will be up there for one of the most famous games in michigan history the first night game played in ann arbor michigan in the hundred and let's see at the time it was 130 years whatever it was my math isn't isn't mathing right now so great miz but you know, the first first night game in history, what an incredible game. That was one that we all still remember here today. So, so many great ones. Ah, but like you said, our thoughts and prayers are still with them. I'll give my guy that I think is going to stand out here at the Combine on the other side of the break, Miss, give us a call, 734-988-1050. Let us know who you think is going to be that Michigan standout here at the Combine, your favorite memory during the craig row era and obviously we send our deepest condolences to his family our thoughts and prayers are with him as a wolverine has left us here too early we'll talk about that more here on the other side of the break you're listening to the m zone the premiere show